For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. Happy Christmas, all you powerful parents out there. Welcome to the program, Rebels. We got a good pod for you today. We've got Tony and Alyssa DiLorenzo on the program for a best of the best episode talking about sex. How to get it back in the bedroom. This is a great one. It rose up the charts super fast. You're going to love it. Here is Tony and Alyssa DiLorenzo on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Tony and Elisa, thank you so much for coming on today. We love your podcast, mm-hmm. One Extraordinary Marriage. And then you have your daily, I'm just drawing a blank. What's your daily one called? Daily Steps. Daily Steps. Daily Steps. I'm way into that. It's We keep hearing, oh, we need something that's shorter and more digestible. And if we want to dig deeper, we want to do that. And I'm telling all my friends like, oh, One Extraordinary Marriage, their daily little seven minute. It's so money. It's such good stuff. Thanks for being on today. We love it. Well, and you're talking about authentic, real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Honestly, I'd love to even start there because we got so much pushback when we started Rebel Parenting from... Listen, I come from a traditional background. So I'll be honest, my parents weren't giving us pushback, but the general conservative ministry place where like you're going to start your first podcast talking about pornography addiction like you can't do that that's too controversial it's going to be too you guys talk about position of the month and can you use sex toys and it hurts every time i have sex and Mm. what happens uh can you have sex again after After. pornography has been in your marriage i mean you're you just dove in are you getting pushback like what's your experience what's happening yeah i mean i think when we started, definitely there was some. There's there's just this like, whoa, what are you guys talking about? Um, when we started the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, that was eight and a half years ago now. Wow. So it was real and, and something new for a lot of people. I mean, our first show was called The 60 Days of Sex. Yeah. 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 So we hit it hard and people were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And yet we felt the reason we wanted to start and what we wanted to do and what we wanted to bring to the world and Christian marriage in particular mm-hmm to be open, honest, and transparent about sexual intimacy because it wasn't being talked about. For sure. Yeah. And it's almost and it's still, still not. not being talked about. I mean, you talk about it. Well, at least in our city. We talk in our about city. it. Like, we know like three, it, here's the truth. It's the same thing with Christian songs. When Ocean's Deep comes out or Reckless Love, and that's the only song you hear for six months, it's like, oh, we don't have that many songs to listen to. And mm-hmm. when you find someone, it's like, oh my goodness, finally someone's talking honestly about sex for the mm-hmm. first time and everybody listens. We yeah. need to talk about it more. I yes. mean, it has to have grown so much because you're honest. You just, oh, wait, what do you mean? It hurts every time we have sex? Yeah, it does every time. Oh, that's normal for 70% of women? Oh, there's that's things it. you can do about it. It's not physical, it's physiological it might be psychological there's wow so freeing it's so much freedom and that's where i think we see the joy so even though you you get the pushback and i think as a creative you want everybody to love what you're doing Mm -hmm. yeah right we do i mean we put our heart and souls 
into what we do because we want to reach people and we want to impact lives. And so when you get pushback, it's almost like, oh, they're attacking me. And yet I've had to learn, and I think at least I both have had to learn that they're not attacking us. They're just, they, they see the, the, their world from a certain perspective and we're shifting that paradigm. And now they're having to see it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. What we've learned though is by talking about sex and being open about it, couples come to us and they're like, thank you. Oh, that's the time, I my marriage. And I don't feel alone anymore. And if I know, and Elisa knows that what we're speaking is truth into somebody's life mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they're in the dark anymore, but there's a light shining on them. Then at that point in time, God can begin to speak to them and work on them mm-hmm. and work on their marriage. So that's the cool part. And so, Hey, you're going to have people who are going to distract you or, or try to take you off your path. And yet it's like, we're going to just keep on going and talking about this stuff. Nobody wants to talk about mm-hmm. because somebody is out there who's dealing with this. And obviously on daily steps, those are questions that are coming into us right. from the one family. These aren't questions that we're making up. These are coming from folks. We don't, we don't ever share names because mm-hmm. we've always been about keeping people mm-hmm. anonymous. And that's why we just don't share names, but those are coming from folks via email Instagram, Facebook, wherever they're finding us. And they're just like, these are their questions. Wow. So we need to have them answered because they're sitting there wondering where do they go to get it answered. Yeah. yeah. How long have you guys been married? It'll be 22 years in October. Oh, that's awesome. Mm, that yeah. is fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. We have a high schooler and a middle schooler. Okay. Oh, All right. Nice. So we just celebrated 13 uh, right last on. week. Last week. Yeah. yeah. So I heard, I was watching... I really wish I could remember who it was because it was either a Christian speaker or a comedian. Um, or it could be both. Michael <laughs> Jr. is a Christian who's a comedian. I only know a couple and I don't think okay. this was one of them. Check, uh, out, Michael, check out Michael Jr. You oh, for sure. Him. Yep, I'm totally down with Michael Jr. Definitely. <laughs> this is something that I keep hearing and I was surprised by the person that said it, which is why. I think it was a marriage person and they were remarried after being divorced. And they said, you know, the best sex you have is usually in the first year of your marriage. And then and then they kept talking, blah, blah, blah. And that trope of sitcoms, movies, music, everything on TV, everything in our cultural zeitgeist that says either before you're married, when you're all crazy, or on your honeymoon, you're all crazy, is the best it's ever going to be. And then it tapers off to where you stop doing it. And then that's it. I was with high schoolers last week and I told them stop believing that lie here's what I'm going to tell you on your honeymoon that'll be the worst sex you ever have it doesn't mean it'll be bad and you won't enjoy it you'll just look back in about a decade and go wow we were terrible I was really bad at it then. Exactly. I was terrible in bed I had no idea how bad I was yeah. right right we have more better sex today I mean it is I didn't know, Tony. I didn't know, Elisa. Everything I had been told said, if you're married about a decade, your sex life drops off. You're not having sex anymore. The pornography pandemic exploded. Uh, Ashley Madison and Tinder and everything else is, it's not true. It doesn't have to be that way. It's not for you and you guys talk about it. Tell our listeners what the truth about sex life is. Yes. Well, let's just talk about that season that you were talking about, right? Because you're talking about the first 10 years. And so what happens in the first 10 years? You go through, for most couples, all the crazy stressors. You start introducing kids. You are changing jobs. You're buying houses. All of these things that add pressure. Mm -hmm. And then you're supposed to also do this thing called marriage (laughs) on top of it. 
And nobody says, you know what, let's focus on that relationship first. And then all of these other things will take their place. Mm -hmm. Namely that, you know, kids don't have to be the center of the universe. Right. And I know your show is called rebel parenting, but I'm just saying kids do not have to, they're not designed to be the center of the universe. Oh, that's our belief for sure. We're right on with you. We tell parents the the first (laughs) apparatus to change your sex life after kids is a keyed door lock. Yeah. Not, the little, not the silly little screwdriver one that your six-year-old can get into. A real key. Lock that bad boy. <laughs> we are Maybe. speaking the same language. We just recorded a show where we were talking about the best thing you can do for your sex life is a lock on the door. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. You know, we, we've talked so often. The first 10 years of our marriage, this, our sex life was like horrible. Yeah, when we had right? that. I mean, you know, I mean, the honeymoon thing right. was not good. Like even after, you know, sometimes there are days when I'm like, how on earth did we get kids? Because mm-hmm. it was just so infrequent and it wasn't good. And yeah. and then we got to this place where we said, but hold on. And yet I think if you're intentional and you take action in your sexual intimacy, you can have amazing sex. So let, let's, let's yeah. say that for sure. Yeah. Because I, we've gone through, we've learned that. And I, and I do pray and I hope that those who listen to us who are younger marrieds go, wait a minute, don't we don't that. have to wait 10 years to have this amazing exactly. sexual experience with my Thank spouse. Thank you. Yes. So yeah. We, we can we can grow and we can learn from others. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, now. though, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It yeah. took 10 years. It took 10 years because we didn't know. We didn't, we didn't have mentors we were looking up to who were talking about sex. That's there are right. many amazing folks in the marriage field I just felt like they weren't speaking to us as young marrieds or 30 somethings who had kids on how to have an, a sexual experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. together. One that was going to thrive through our later years, not just like this guy said, just in the first year. Yeah. So that's, that's what I would say. Well, and, and what we learned going through that 10 years and what we share with our audience all the time is get intentional now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> literally, I mean, Literally from the honeymoon, you can start being intentional about your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. And describe that a little bit more, being intentional. Well, it, it goes everything from casting a vision for what you want your sexual intimacy to look like. Okay. We, we leave it all up to the wind. We, we all want this, we have this idyllic thought process. And, and I think TV and movies has have romanticized this spontaneous sexual experience. Like, <laughs> You walk into the room and there's just like this, this bed is just, the sheets are just perfect. And the, the glimmer of that candle and, and we get this in our head. And uh, honestly, guys, I can't think of many times that that's happened yeah. in our lives. No. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, so we have this idealistic view of what sex is supposed to be like, but when it doesn't happen that way and it's not spontaneous and it, it doesn't happen the way we think it should. So well, it's so funny. My husband and I were talking on the drive in about, uh, I just heard one of my friends, I'll give a shout out to her, Heidi White. She was speaking and she was like, most women who are at home or moms about our age in between 30 or it was like 25 to 45 are disappointed. And, and then when you were just saying that, I was like, huh, I wonder if it's connected to those lies we tell ourselves about how sex should look. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it should be shimmery and it should be not messy and it should be loud like, and screaming and acrobatic say, and, should, you know. Well, that's his, you know, <laughs> man's, woman's perspective, right? Yeah. But yeah. you just got to, I was just connecting the two like, oh, hey, yeah. there's another level of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
and we're not talking about it. We, we still have this taboo, not just in society at large, but within Christian marriages that we don't talk about sex. Yeah. And if we're not talking about it, then that means that both husband and wife have these expectations that are in their head, whether it's swinging from the chandeliers or ripping the clothes <laughs> off or, or, you know, rose petals on the bed or whatever it is. Yes. Here. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, we're both in the same bed. Let's get naked. And those expectations are not being met, but you can't meet something you don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I liked. I was listening to your daily one and it was, uh, can we use sex toys? Um, okay. And I like that you're like, from the get go, you're like, hey, just so you know, yes, stop. Yes, you can. It's okay. And yeah. now we'll talk about it. Yeah. But the what I liked most about that is you talked about how you reached a place in your relationship where you're mm-hmm. like, hey, can we do that? Is that something we want to do? Is this... And if it is, what does that mean? It was a, it was a really nice, it, it was wasn't a, it a was pressure. A conversation it was between. a conversation. Yeah. It was a thought process. It was out loud. And Laura and I've talked, we've got our counselors got us talking about sex. Sexual mm-hmm. contracts, sexual agreements, scheduling sex, everything yeah. I want, everything he wants, all, you know, right. all out in the open. And that was like. Not why you're doing it, of course. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny, like. She's talking about it and then my palms sweat because I can remember the very first time I was like, I think I like this more than that. Is that okay? And Laura's like, oh yeah, totally. And I was like, wait, it is? That's all right. You're not, that didn't make, what? Oh, all right. Well, and then, and then, then the one time we told, uh, we were preaching somewhere in Arizona. That was so and, funny. And I just said, well, you know, sometimes I get stressed or have an anxiety attack and I know having sex would just take it away. So sometimes I'll just call my husband. Hey, can you come on home? You should have seen the faces in the crowd. It was just like, uh, did she just say that? Cause then she was like, you know, sometimes I'm bored and I just want to do it. And sometimes it's just fun and it's great recreation (laughs) and it's free. And sometimes I have a panic attack and that'll stop it. And these women in the audience were like, what? Yeah, and oh, yeah, I saw some. It's totally heads. fun when it's when you've talked about it with your husband. When you know I'm not taking advantage of her, and it's it's not about me. Equal right. submission. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to get back to to your question though. When you're saying, what does it look like to be intentional with our sexual intimacy? Yeah, yes. I think huge question. We talked a little bit about it, but I want to share how we've done it in our marriage for like the last ten years or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's called for us, we call it the intimacy lifestyle, and this is something that we have come up with that puts sex on the calendar. So it's scheduling sex, but it has some parameters. So one of the big things that we learned in our own marriage is, was that in the early years, um, the, the first 10, rejection was very commonplace. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a common you, theme too. Theme. Of I bet you get that when, you know, because Elisa, you coach a lot. You've got the podcast. You get that. That's really interesting how early on, there's there's so much of that, right? Yes. There's the there's rejection. There's a lot of control. It's yeah. sometimes used as a tool. Yes. You didn't take the trash out. I want a new bathroom. You know, <laughs> all those things. Yep. And so we went through that. And so as we began to look at our sexual intimacy, we're like, okay, what do we want it to be? Mm-hmm. Again, going back to we want it better as we get older than when it was when we first got married. And so we set up the intimacy lifestyle and the way this looks for us, we determined for us, we wanted to have sex twice a week. At least twice a week. At least twice a week. Yes. Well, and, and we can talk about bonus here. 
So at least twice a week. And so the way we set this up was on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, on those days, I have one, an opportunity on one of those days to initiate sex. Okay. Our bedroom is a no rejection zone. Oh, so my nice. Ooh, wait, I love that. Uh, Hold on. Uh, Go say that once again. So our, bedroom, so our bedroom is a no rejection zone. Amen. And explain <laughs> that. What does that mean? No rejection what? Like Th- That means that we've made a commitment to one another that we're going to, we're going to be aware of what's going on with the other person. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is key. Like you need to know that if you're, if your wife has a migraine dude and you've known since 6am yeah. that your wife's had a migraine, don't come into the bedroom at like four or five in the afternoon. And she's like sitting on the, on the bed, like her head's pounding and try to make an advance on it. Yeah, Preach. Okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, Perfect. But, but, Pay attention. We've been reading each other, sending the signals, communicating, not mm-hmm. just sending signals, but actually like talk, like, hey, hey, it's coming up today, or I'd like to do it. I'm more. horny. I'm horny. Yep. Whatever it is. You look hot. I, I mean, I'm excited for what's going to happen tonight. Let's yes. get the candles out. Let's let's take a hot shower. Yep. Let's get ourselves ready. Let's put the diffuser out. Let's put the candles out. Let's have the Himalayan light ready. What whatever it is for people, like these are just sort of little things that we've done over the years that when those advances come, it doesn't matter if the garbage didn't go out or if the, the dishwasher dishwasher didn't get loaded. We've made a decision. Dishwasher. Yeah, dishwasher. <laughs> um, we've made a decision that we're going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. That we're going to, you know what? This is such an important aspect of marriage yeah. that it can't just be shoved on the next day's to-do list, which, you know, the stuff at the bottom of the to-do list just keeps rolling and rolling. rolling. Yeah. Mm. But no, we're going to, we're going to take no out of our marriage. Now, full disclosure, we're not perfect human beings, which means that there are times where it still comes up. Yeah. But we now have the communication around it to say, you know, when you have, did this last night, I felt this. Yep. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. When I, mm-hmm. when I was talking to you as you were coming to bed, um, about us being sexually intimate and you then decided to probably just hit the, hit the bed, read and fall asleep. I, I felt rejected. I felt yeah. like mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. me throughout the day, whatever. So yeah. even just say, Hey, I'm really tired tonight. Yeah. I would love to have a wake sex uh-huh. in the morning. Right. Right. So, so just so having the have... space to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, oh. so that's the no rejection zone in the bedroom, but like that. going back to the intimacy Space. lifestyle. So we set it up Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I have the opportunity to initiate on one of those days. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are Elisa's days. One of those days, she has the opportunity to initiate. So All we, right. Okay. Okay. She's mm-hmm. always rejecting and not initiating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, oh. and I would tell her, I'm like, Elisa, you have to understand, I love you so much. And when you do initiate, when you do make advances, it makes me feel like you desire me. You want me. You want to, you, you want this Mm -hmm. just as much as I do. Yeah. And so for us to go back and forth throughout the week, that has helped us tremendously because it's not just me initiating. Yeah. We're having to get out Mm -hmm. of her shell sometimes and initiate. And, And for me, who, who, who likes to have, has a high desire uh, sex drive, it also makes me think though, how am I just, ro- how am I romancing her as much? Mm-hmm. It's not just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and we're moving on, but how am I romancing my wife? How, yeah. how are we in foreplay? Like early on, I didn't know what foreplay was, Ryan, I don't know about you, but I was just oh, yeah. sort of like, 
Rob, 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 let, let's let's go. Yep. We've been we're talking about that so We just much talked lately. about that. It's funny. We were okay. just talking about that. Two it was, minute, like, was the two-minute massage long enough? No, don't you remember, yeah. like, we're big counseling fans. So I've yeah. been going to counseling since I was 23. And then when I met Laura, we, I took her to my therapist, like, a week after we met. Uh, yeah, no joke. Well, and I was planning on asking her to marry me two weeks later, So, and we met on a blind date. So it was a little, you know, yeah, I get it. a little, but yeah. much. I was fast. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> We were talking, you know, like they would set like, okay, so, you know, your homework, you have to do a five minute back rub before you start anything else. And like, I would look at the clock be like five minutes. Like, and last night we were talking to Laura, like uh, this, this, uh, yeah, we, Laura last night, the kids were still awake and she goes, we've been in here for two hours, Ryan. I was like, Ooh, we have totally neglected the kids. Like, we we, got to get out of here. I go, they've been on TV for two straight hours. We've been listening to too many of these podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) But you're right. It changed. It, it stopped being about me. Yeah. And I didn't, we were talking about that That this morning on the way in. I didn't realize how I communicated that when I was younger about mm-hmm. how the sex was all about me and how I felt and me finishing and all the things that was about me, 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 me. Oh, you're here too? Oh, awesome. What, that thing that was great for me, was it also good for you? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I get now, yeah. as I've gotten older, you know, 21, going on 22 years, I honestly get more pleasure out of giving Elisa an orgasm yeah. and being her fully beat in that moment and don't get me wrong i love i love coming as well but for her to be in that moment and enjoy that is like awesome i yeah. love that because i know she is just she has so much on her plate she puts a lot on her on her shoulders mm-hmm. between business the kids and volunteering and friends and everything that she has going on that giving her that time to just be for her mm-hmm. really I'm all for it. I'm like, go for it. It's fine. Yeah. It's, and that's the extraordinary marriage. It is. I mean, that. yeah, yeah. you guys that, are living it. That's the thing too, because women listening are like, oh, I wish my husband was like that. And here's what I wish husbands understood. Your husband wishes he was like that too. He just doesn't know it yet. Right. Mm. He doesn't understand it yet. We did a marriage conference almost a year ago and uh, this couple, we won't give their names, but they said we can say this. They've been married for almost 15 years, four or five kids she had never had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. He's a great guy. I love this guy. It's not, it's not, he's yeah. not a bad guy. They just didn't know what they were doing. And lo and behold, at, during the marriage conference, she had her first orgasm. She's a different person. He's a completely different person. It's like, oh, sure. he's a Mr. Mm, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's a whole different. Yeah different relationship for them and it's so special it's so much more intimate and it takes time yeah learning understanding talking um verbalizing Mm -hmm. hey wives we don't know where to go like we don't get it so one thing that elise and i had to work on was like share this with me like i don't what how how many years was it before you had your first orgasm i don't know a while I, I, I try not to think about. I try yeah. not to think about those you know, things. It's yeah. Interesting, but it's so well, and then wait till menopause and wait till. But it's <laughs> so <laughs> common, especially. Oh. I tell you what else. It's really, really common in evangelicals and faith-based especially. marriages. 
because mm-hmm. women are told their entire lives how dirty and bad and evil sex yeah. is. And then all of a sudden, one day you're supposed to get naked in front of somebody and it's going to be great. And mm-hmm. there's yeah. this shame and this you guilt and this weight. Yeah. Yeah. What craziness. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's so common. And no one wants to talk about it. Like, oh, well, honeymoon, it's so great. It must be amazing. And you're like, mm. well, I have a good question I want to ask you guys. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with um, sexual dysfunction or the pornography thing coming out? How, how do you stand with couples when uh, there's a, either an affair or adultery or any of that? Mm-hmm. Because that seems that we get that all the time and we know it's just around everywhere. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. how do you guys stand with people? in that it's it is so much more prevalent than i think any of us have have a grasp on yes for sure um, with with the technology and the phones with the ability to you know, be secretive and things like that and so you know we made a decision early on with the podcast that we were going to be real and transparent with people yeah. and because we've been podcasting for the last eight and a half years people will I mean, we've received 3,000, 4,000 word emails where people will be at their most vulnerable with us. Yeah. And we made a decision um, probably about four years in because we were getting these emails and we're like, we can only, I mean, we pray for everyone in the one family. I mean, that's just yep. included prayers, but, but we knew that, that we needed to take another step. We knew that we needed to come alongside folks and just be like, okay, like prayer is one level of warfare. Yeah. What are those? What are those other practical, actionable items that mm. you start? Like, we're going to come along because we've dealt with pornography, we've dealt with emotional infidelity, we've dealt with these things, and that's when I started coaching mm-hmm. because one of the gifts that that the podcast has been is that people have a relationship with us. When they hear us every week, yeah. they'll yeah. come and find it. I'm like, yeah, just listen to the last eight years of your marriage. I'm like, you're amazing, <laughs> right? That's crazy. Good. I'm I'm so glad. But I don't have to build rapport, right? Like I can jump on a coaching call with somebody. They've listened right and it's like, let's just get in. Yeah. And I made a commitment and, and I do this with all my coaching clients. Like I will get in the trenches with you as deep as you will let me. I will fight for your marriage, what, whatever it is. If it's pornography, we're going to put strategies around pornography. If yeah. it's infidelity, we're going to put strategies around this. Yeah. I will walk every step of the way with you. And I had this conversation with a husband yesterday because I don't know um, the faith background. Mm-hmm. of all of our couples. I mean, we have people across the world and of all different faith and backgrounds. Oh, nice. um, but but be, I said, if you give me, if you give me a little door and he did, he's like, he mentioned God in an email and I'm like, door opened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, what you don't know is why I shared them yesterday. What you don't know is that I pray before and during every session. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm like, Holy spirit reveal to me what I'm supposed to, and I know when it's happened because I'll ask a question or I'll make a statement and their eyes get all big and they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, <laughs> I would so love to take credit for that. Yeah. yeah. But, but how we've decided to come alongside is we've invited God and the Holy spirit mm-hmm. to, to partner with us in, in what we, what we say behind the mics, what we produce all of that, because yeah. we know we can't do it in our own strength of humanity. If- yeah. And I think the big thing is, is that when we get into these bigger issues and we're starting to talk about, okay, well, this is this little bit for me and this changed here for me and this changed, we're getting so into the nitty gritty. It's like, folks, you have to, you got to take a step of faith and you got to either 
get coaching, you got to go to a counselor, you got to go to a therapist, because you really need somebody to walk beside you to give you exact tools that you need to overcome. For those who are in addiction, yes, if you got an alcohol addiction and, and you're, you're battling drug addiction, man, get to AA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get, get to NA. Get clean. You know, there's only so much that you guys can do and we can do just pouring into you through your ears that's going to sometimes shift. You need a community around you who understands that's exactly right. what you yeah. so You can get clean. You can get away from that addiction. So then that way you can begin to focus again on your marriage and growing it. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the bigger stuff because. Yeah. Kind of go after your own healing. Take care yeah, of yourself. Yeah. Be responsible for your own addictions, your own afflictions, your own demons, however you want to call it. Yeah, we all got them, right? So um, I think in a shared relationship, just uh, giving each other some space to do that too, like for your yeah. spouse, being like, hey, I get it. You got some demons and I'm going to give you the space to go deal with them and I will do whatever I can to support you mm-hmm. to conquer them, honey, because mm-hmm. we're in it together. Well, and I think one of the most important things that couples can understand is that their marriage is only going to be as healthy as the two of them are individually healthy. Correct. So whether it's, it's a drug addiction, it's a pornography addiction, it's a shopping addiction. They they're battling stuff from childhood baggage that they've been carrying around for years and years, (laughs) whatever that is, if they're not healthy, you're going to hit a ceiling in your marriage. Yes. And and if you find yourself bumping up against the ceiling, it's time to get help. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Good. It is. It's such a great piece of Hit advice. We get this all the time. It's funny too. You know, when you get into churches, you're like, you should go to a counselor, and then you see a whole bunch of people be like, uh, I'm leaving oh, out the back door. I'm in one of these places. You don't believe in counseling? Ah, oh, well, okay. I'm just. I've been in counseling since I was 23. It's one yeah, of the greatest yeah. things I've done. You get stuck. Um, yeah. Jim Burns. Yeah. I was working for Jim uh, at Homeward. Yeah. He did our wedding early on when I met him, I was in a job interview and he looked at me and he goes, you know, Ryan, some marriages just naturally work well together. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's totally true. He goes, yeah, mine and Kathy's isn't one of those marriages. And I was like, what? You run a ministry. What do you mean your marriage is tough? And he's like, yeah, it doesn't work very well together. We're really hard headed. We butt heads all the time. (laughs) We're stubborn. And I was just, I'm flabbergasted. And he goes, so at least once a year, we do something specifically to focus and work on our marriage. And I recommend people do that. That changed my life. Ever since then, every year we do something. Every single year we pour into, just just remind each other. Or individually, right? Individually, then come back to each other. Say, hey, we we like this thing that we're doing together. We we want this to last. (laughs) We're going to do some work on it. (laughs) So true. Mm -hmm. So true. Hey, something I was going to talk about, um, cause you guys talk about sex a lot, which I like, um, people aren't having enough of it. They should be having more of it. And I liked when you were talking about sex toys because you talked about how seasons change. Like you were using something then you're not doing it now. It reminded me when, uh, our son was born, he was colicky, um, oh. and somebody gifted us happiest baby on the block, how to get your baby uh-huh. to sleep. Well, colicky mm-hmm. babies don't like that book. Um, <laughs> And okay. at one point I was lamenting, uh, you know, that he wasn't sleeping and the friend that had given me this book kind of bit my head off and was like, if you'd read that book I gave you, it'd be fine. Yeah. We read it and our kids are perfect. Just and do those 10 steps. And when I was listening to your podcast again this morning, I thought, you know, it's interesting we've got, 
rebel parents are usually the high achiever, the overachiever. They struggle with shame and guilt and, you know, high efficiency things. And I can just imagine that husband that was like, but this used to work. You like this thing, this thing that I'm doing that you liked all the time. Why don't you like this anymore? Or it worked for them. I read it online. I did the research. This is the best thing. And you're going to have a screaming orgasm. And why was it working? This? And just to say, Hey, seasons come and go. It may have worked yesterday. It's just because it worked for them. Doesn't mean it has to work for you. And yeah, seasons of life, I think is something we don't like to go through. Exactly. Honestly, I, I think we love the the highs, mm-hmm. and we want to we we want to hold on to them with everything we have, even when we're going through those tougher times. Mm-hmm. Or things change, you know. Our bodies change. Uh, something happens, you know. You go through a medical situation. Mm-hmm. Things begin to change, and it's in those times. That's when we sometimes have to shift um, and hopefully through, you know, building your sexual intimacy, you're building your emotional intimacy. Yeah. Because at the yeah. core of what we do in marriage is our emotional intimacy. We have to be connected emotionally, conversationally to grow in all these other areas of our marriage. Mm. So hopefully your, your foundation is always in your emotional intimacy. So when seasons do begin to change, you can go, okay, we're moving out of this and yet we're moving into something new. Right. So, Alisa and I have this cool free resource and I'd love to offer it to the folks here. So it's called- I was just getting ready to ask you to do this. You're perfect. I was going to close with this. You're the best. You're such pros. I love it. I'm so glad. And I want to share this one because it's it's our 19 questions to amazing sex. Yes. So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. Boom. He has it on there. But this is the place, right? There are 19 questions. And Alisa and I will ask each other these questions at certain it's not like specific intervals we're not like hey you know yeah months have gone by we need to ask those 19 questions no it just we, we feel like there's stuff that's shifting mm-hmm. so let's ask them the last time we did it was at our 20th anniversary and i thought it was amazingly awesome to do it then and i it's probably time for us to do it again mm-hmm. um, because as i'm talking about i feel like we do certain things over and over again and it's time to go, okay, what's going on? What, what are you enjoying? But And yet, what are the things that we can start changing? So let's start, again, emotional intimacy. we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Are toys in or out right now? Mm-hmm. Like the finger vibrator is working, and yet we're sort of getting bored with it, and it's really not connecting us anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, is there another toy that would be of interest or no toys at all right now? Is there a lube that we're using or are we not using lube should we introduce that because maybe for the wife the cycle her menstrual cycle we're having amazing sex at the top and yet as she's coming back down she's drying up Mm. it's it's more painful or it's just not as engaging okay well let's introduce that oil let's check some oils out you know make sure you're getting the appropriate oil because if you're having sex in the shower you know, you make sure you're using the right one. Yeah. You're appropriate, like Co- coconut oil. From- <laughs> we had a couple come back from the marriage conference. We give him coconut oil, and he's like, "Hey, uh, husbands, um, if your wife rubs your feet with coconut oil, don't get in the shower." He totally just like he just bailed. <laughs> yeah, ate shower curtain it. out, rod down. Needed Advil yeah. the next oh, yeah. morning. <laughs> it's a gr- it, it is a great oil though to be used, right? Yeah. Yes. Sexually, and you can a, get it at hotels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Moderation sometimes with the loops is one of those things, but, yeah. but to have those conversations, right. To the reason we put that together is we needed a tool in our own marriage. Yeah. Mm. Like what are those questions we're not asking each other? Mm-hmm. And that's where the 19 questions came mm-hmm. from. And, and it's a tool because now you don't have to be like, Oh, I really want to ask this, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I can be like, Hey, I found this. I printed it out. Yeah. Let's just, and the one caveat that I would say, because some people get a little overzealous and you talked about high achievers and things like that. Um, <laughs> you don't have to go through all 19 questions in one sitting. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You, you know, know our audience. audience. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, and that may be the start of it. Um, again, our whole goal is getting people to Talking. just, just mm-hmm. move outside of their box a little bit. Let's, yeah. let's grow a little bit today and, and just keep going. And that's all Elisa and I keep doing. We just keep growing. We just, we, we try something new. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, it didn't work. It's not against her or I, it, it just didn't work for us. And we're yeah. constantly trying to glean from couples who are younger, couples who are older, mm-hmm. couples in the same age demographic. We're constantly just trying to glean and go, yeah. And then there are times when we just don't go after anything. We're like, we're in the zone. Let's yeah. stay in the zone. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. You guys are awesome. Uh, here's uh, seriously, this is one of my favorite ones. Definitely. Yeah. Thank uh, you for that. That give the address again, because our listeners are going to want to hear it. And then I'll do it in the close, but give the address for where to get the 19 questions. Okay. Yeah. One extraordinary marriage.com slash 19 questions. Awesome. One extraordinary marriage.com slash 19 questions. One nine or spelled out 19. One nine. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, make it easy. <laughs> Thank you. And before you get off, I just want to say to every Rebel listener out there, seriously, subscribe to their podcast. We have no fear of that whatsoever. It is a great resource. You will love their advice. It is such a breath of fresh air. If you like it Rebel- It will help your marriage and it will help your sex life. I promise you. It will. Yep. Awesome. Oh. Thank you guys so much. Anytime you want to come on, let us know. We'd love to have you back. Absolutely. You guys, thank you so much, man. Love you guys. You Thanks. too. Great Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening, Rebels. Thanks for sharing this with your friends and family. Thanks for helping us grow all year long. Thanks to the DeLorenzos for coming on the podcast. You can check out their podcast, One Extraordinary Marriage, on iTunes, wherever podcasts are found. Thank you to the Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring this program all year long. Check them out. They've been helping out those being persecuted for our gospel for more than 50 years. Persecution.com for the Voice of the Martyrs. God bless Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.